Yo, 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 it's your girl K to the C. You are now tuned in to Dare to Talk. All right, as you can tell from the title, we are getting into dating in the 21st goddamn century. Now, there's going to be a lot of things I reveal about myself that I might regret later on. <laughs> But I'm going to do it because I am all about transparency and I can't expect people to want to listen or give a damn about what I got to say if I'm on here and I'm not being my authentic self. So let's get into it. All right, y'all know mm, it's still February, still Black History Month, so we still have our Black Fact of the Week. This week's Black Fact is brought to you by Claudette Coven. I'm sure y'all all, all, I know for a fact that we all know Rosa Parks. Claudette Coven, though, was the originator of, hell no, I'm not getting up out this seat. This occurred nine months before Rosa Parks ended up doing the same act. Claudette was also one of the four plaintiffs plaintiffs in a case against segregate bus segregation laws they ended up winning and i know you're probably thinking damn why didn't the naacp showcase her well there was a couple of reasons one claudette was really young they didn't think anybody would sympathize with such a young child two colorism is goddamn real they didn't think that anybody would appeal it wouldn't appeal um, to media or people wouldn't latch to it because she was of the darker skin. Um, AKA my girl Claudette did it first. She's a trailblazer. Put some respect on her name. Don't talk about Rosa without talking about Claudette. And that's on what? Mary had a little lamb. And that concludes our black fact of the week. All right, y'all. This is the part where you light up a cigarette. Because I'm about to take y'all through a chair. I'm about to take y'all for a ride. All right. Where do I begin? Dating in the 21st century has given white refrigerator energy. <laughs> Very much so. It has... I've, you know what I will say? Is that I... In the 21st century, I feel like we are no longer dating in person. Right? Obviously, like way before the pandemic, I felt like we were transitioning into this realm of meeting people offline. And this is not unfamiliar, right? Like when I, people are like, oh, you know, I never, you know, I'm meeting people that I met, met off Bumble or Hinge or things like that. And it's honestly like, well, that's not anything new. I remember back in MySpace days, you know, eons ago. Um, but I know people that met people off MySpace and be like, oh, well, he friended me and I'm about to go meet up with him or, oh, you know, I've been talking to this girl on MySpace for a minute. I'm about to meet her at the galley, oh, throwback, the galley or the corner mall downtown. So this idea of like meeting somebody you don't know is not like, it's not new. It's not this new thing that's like, you know, oh, well with online dating, we have all these online platforms. Um, such as Bumble, Tinder, and things like that. And so it's like um, a new thing. It's it's not anything new. People have been doing off MySpace. People have been doing off Facebook. Hello, hashtag catfishing. It's real out here. And I will say, I went on MySpace. I've never... I was in... <laughs> oh, my 
God. So I have experienced all types of lovely relationships. One of the, my, I would say my kitty, like play, you know, playhouse, um, playing house type of relationships was with, um, a dude in, I want, I don't, I can't think of the grade I was in, but I definitely was in middle school and I want to say sixth grade. And I thought we had matching sweaters. We was like, we, we was coming hard with ours. Okay. And that was my first exposure to like a relationship in general. Right. And I look back on that relationship and it was very much so, um, me just making, that person super happy, me being there for that person, me being, and when I say there for that person, just being present, like available at all times. And when I look back on that relationship, obviously like I didn't know better, right? Cause I, I don't even know how old I was, but I was in sixth grade. Like, you don't know, yeah, you know, you don't know shit. Um, but I didn't know any better. So I thought like, oh, this is what I have to do. I need to make myself regularly available. I need to like everything outside of this person does not exist to me kind of energy. And I gave that person my all. And obviously like we grew up, we grew apart, still cool with him to this day. Like that's, that's my dog. Um, but that was my first relationship, right? Then we move on. And at this point I didn't, I learned lessons, but it wasn't lessons that were sticking, right? Cause you're young when you're young, you're like, Oh my God, you know, he broke up with me and then you got your MySpace playlist going on. And it's like, first song is, uh, say goodbye by Chris Brown. Like you're just hurting. Right. And I never really, I don't think I processed that in the correct way, but I think it goes with the, the age and the, you know, mental development of it all. Um, so that happened. Then I transitioned to another relationship with my, one of my best friends. I love, (laughs) I love this guy. Um, but really one of my close best friends and we were like back and forth. And when I had started out with him, we were, he was actually the first person I met at my school. So you know how your teachers is like, oh, well, such and such, can you show her around type of thing? And like, oh, this is cubbies. This is where we put our stuff. And it was great. So like, that was the first time I experienced a relationship based off friendship. Right. And that's, I was just like, I love that. I want that. I need to have that. And it was, it was just really good. Right. Like I loved him on a friendship level and now we were taking it to the next level. And I want to say that this kind of went, this was like off and on for like a long time. I want to say, geez, I think over two years. I don't know. I got to ask him, but it was a long time on off and on. Um, cause I was super indecisive at this point too, as well. Like I was just like, it's kind of like I wanted to be a hoe, but I didn't know what hoeing was. Like it was a lot, but God bless him. Cause he allowed me to be flexible and be myself. And I learned a lot from that relationship. That's like beyond just the friendship aspect. So in that relationship, it ended up being, we, I don't want to say we ended because I will say our romantical relationship ended. Um, he came out and told me like, Hey, like, so I'm, I'm attracted to and into men or got guys. Um, cause he, I don't think he was 18 yet. So that's creepy. Um, but he mentioned like, yo, like this is, um, something that I've kind of like needed to grapple with and things like that. 
And I think when I first, I'm not even about to hold y'all. When he was telling me, I remember this, this was like in the morning. And I remember like we were in the cafeteria and I was just like, in my mind, <laughs> this is how you know, like I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> But, you know, I'm like, I'm crazy. In my mind, I was like, oh, he's out here cheating. He's out here with another bitch. Like, in my mind, I was I was to the left, right? I went, I had scenarios in my mind, in my head. And keep in mind, like, this is, like, I would call this my first, like, real relationship, right? Where I'm with somebody who is like-minded like myself, who, you know, has the same, like, we, we hear, we eye to eye. And so in my mind, I'm just like, oh, this is this is how we doing it. Hyping myself up, doing the whole nine, um, being something that was super hard for him and for him to tell me, told me, and I'm not gonna hold you, like it definitely shook me up. Um, cause it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, how do you respond to that? You know what I mean? Like I was in the state of, like, I want to support him and make sure he's good. But I'm also like, oh, like, I've lost someone who I was romantically involved with for, you know, on and off for a while or whatever. Um, And so for me, it definitely took me a while to, like, understand that, like, that's no longer our thing. Like, we are no longer in that romantic realm, so to speak. And... For me, it was just like, damn, like, and I know this is not like how you should think, but in my mind, I was like, shit, was it something I did or I didn't do? Um, Was it the energy I was giving off? So I was very much so in a mindset of like, hey, is this something I can fix? Like, did I do something wrong or, you know what I mean? And I I even thought back to my first relationship, match your sweaters. That's what we're going to call that relationship. And... I thought about matching sweaters and I was like, yo, what is, like, is it something that I'm doing? Like, was I too accessible? Was I not accessible enough? And I really think when you, when a relationship ends, it's so easy for, it either goes two ways. You're either thinking, damn, I didn't do what I needed to do. Like, how do I fix this X, Y, and Z? Or you go to the other side of it, the other side of the coin. You're like, you know what? He actually ain't shit. She actually ain't shit. They ain't shit, okay? And you're, like, angry. And I was more so on the side of, like, yo, what did I do? Was it something that I I said? Was it how I carried myself? Um, Was I not there for him? Or, you know what I mean? This is just regular things that kind of, like, run through your mind. And I couldn't tell you what day or how or when. I was just like, it has nothing to fucking do with me. It has nothing to do with me. You know, and I realized then how hard it is for a child, not a child, but a young adult to kind of like go through their, you know, dealing with sexual orientation and like discovering that, right? Because that can be kind of confusing because you're seeing from media and all the things that are being showcased and broadcast that you, that heterosexuality is the only way and the right quote unquote right way, right? And so that's confusing for any adolescent. So I immediately switched to like that best friend side and I was just like, yo, like I need to make sure he's okay. Um, I need to make sure that he feels supported and that he knows that I'm like in his corner. I'm here for him. And literally just like, and obviously it wasn't like the next day we were like, oh my God, girl, you know, we were like Kiki in like, it definitely took me time to like kind of build up to that. Right. Because 
Like I said, like we were in a romantic relationship, right? And figuring out and realizing like, yo, like I need to support him and make sure he's good and make sure that I'm his friend, right? Because I think in times like that, like you, you just need your crew. You need your people. Um, and I couldn't even tell you how long it like was that I was just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to take some space. And I also felt like, I took space, but it also wasn't a thing of like, I'm going to take space because I can't look at you. It was just like, a, I, no, I'm taking space because I need to like, you know, figure this out. Now, let me tell you this. And this nigga noticed too. I had a whole life planned for us. Okay. I was like, okay. He told me he wanted to be a doctor. I was like, cool, that work. So you're going to be the breadwinner. I could be a teacher voluntarily. Right. Because now at this point, my, my nigga's a doctor. I don't, <laughs> y'all need me. I don't need y'all kind of energy. Um, it planned this whole <laughs> extravagant life. And, um, I was just like, damn, nigga, you really gonna leave me up like that? Like, that's how you do with me? Um, and I remember us laughing about it and giggling and it was just, it was great. Like, and like I said, like that relationship was so monumental because it taught me one about myself, right. And about, um, what I want in a relationship, like things that I'm like, I absolutely need to be friends with somebody first. Like I need to like you (laughs) on a human, not even on a sexual level. I need to like you as a person, right? Point blank period. Need to like you as a person. And also taught me there are battles that people are dealing with that they're not vocal about, right? And like making sure that you are there for your person. I... Like, and I, what I mean by like making sure you're there is just like making, like even when shit is tough, you know? And I think, yes, like I, we were able to come together or, um, not come together, but connect afterwards, um, after I had some time. Um, but I think it showed me that like relationships are not like, it's not a fucking, it's not easy. Right. Um, and it's not going to be like walking through, you know, daisies all the time, 24 seven, like there's going to be things that you encounter and that can go to friendship, relationship, like any, any type of ish, (laughs) no, any type of ship, right? So a friendship, a romantical relationship or anything like that, like there's going to be times where that bond or that, um, connection is tested, right? And in that moment, like, I was just like, yo, like, I, I realized like, I am going to be here for you no matter what. Right. And I'm, and then, you know what? Also, I don't, I don't say that for people to be like, oh yes, round of applause. You did that. Like you be his friend. It was never that energy. It was, this was my friend. He was my first friend in middle school, like it being realistic. Right. So I knew that like he meant a lot to me and that I wasn't, it took me time to adjust or whatever. But other than that, I was like, I'm not going to lose this connection or this person um, because they're currently figuring, you know what I mean? Figuring their identity and who they are out. Um, It's not fair to that person. And like I said, it really, it's, it helps you realize that, there's no such thing as a perfect relationship either, right? Like relationships that look like really dressed up and like, oh, they got it together kind of a thing. Like you don't know what goes goes on behind closed doors. It's kind of like this idea. I will never forget this. I kind of take this logic 
to a lot of things in my life. My mom has always told me never be impressed with people that have like a Lexus, a Range Rover, a G-Wagon or whatever. And I actually, I was like, why not? Like them cars is nice, nice as hell and they expensive as hell. And my mom told me, she was like, first, one, you don't know that person's situation. So that person can have that nice ass car, but it also can be a big ass car payment, right? So they're just doing it to like almost put on this appeal or a facade of like, yeah, I got it together. Um, it's almost like this like status symbol. And you can apply the same logic to like, you know, when people are like, oh, they're bagels or their relationship goals and things like that. And that's why I don't really, I can't really get into that because people on Instagram or on Facebook or on whatever platform, Snapchat or whatever, they're showing you a slice of their relationship. And 10 times out of 10, they're going to show you the good part, right? They're not going to show you the part that makes you want to be like, hell not, I want a relationship. You know what I mean? So I've never, I don't, I don't uh, submit to that. Like I'm not into the whole like relationship goals and things like that. And like it goes for celebrities, non-celebrities and the list can go on. Right. I say all this to say like, there's no way that you can be in a relationship and there not be issues or there not be things that are need to be ironed out. Like, even if you are somebody who, if you're in a relationship or you cool with somebody that like, I hate when people say, oh, I've never, we've never had an argument. The hell you have. What? Maybe you didn't know it was an argument, <laughs> but there has been arguments. I could think I have, um, one of my closest friends, me and her don't argue. Okay. We're not, we don't argue like that. Let me rephrase. But when we do get into arguments, I just be like, okay, we get into really big fights. That's what I will say. Like it's because we're not, we don't argue a lot. Or because we don't really, like, usually, like, we're like, okay, like, cool. We're able to, like, I don't know, handle things like adults, I guess. <laughs> like, we don't argue at that much, right? But I can't sit here and say, oh, we've never argued. Like, no, we've had arguments or disagreements. It's just not in the tens or twenties. Like, I can count maybe on one hand how many times we've uh, had disagreements or argued. Um, but even with that, like, that's not, you know what I mean? That's a healthy, normal relationship and I don't care what anybody says about dysfunctionalness I think that adds a little razzle to a relationship like my I would say to a certain degree like all of us in some fashion have some form of dysfunctional relationship in our life whether that's family ding dong (laughs) or whether that's your relationship you're currently in Uh, it could be maybe like your work life. I don't know, but there's some sense of dysfunctionality in our lives and it adds a little razzle to it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, fast forward, I finished high school. Um, I was talking to a couple people here and there. I had an instance where I was kind of like, hmm, (laughs) an instance where I was like, you know, dealing with people that, you know, were, how can I say this, in a relationship. Um, and I relinquished that little, like, home. This whole idea of a homewrecker, I, it's done. It's a whole dead. Like, go ahead and kill that all off. My thing is, you can't wreck a home that somebody didn't open the door for you to come in. Okay, let me say that again. You cannot be a homewrecker. 
okay, to a home where one of the owners opened the door and let you in. Not only let you in, but offered you coffee, okay, and a, a cold beverage. How'd you feel in real roomy and homey, okay? So I did that. I want to say I did that my senior year, and I was cool with that. Like, I was just like, yo, I wasn't looking for no relationship connections type stuff. So I was good with, with like, where that was, um, and it stopped right where it was. <laughs> um, you know, and that was, I don't think I read too much into that. I was just like, you know, I was cool with that. Fast forward in college, what first gen stand up. And in college was when I was, um, exposed to the, the Lord have mercy Tinder, the Tinder app. Now, me and the Tinder app, we started off really, we were doing well. We were doing really good. I, my friends were like, yo, Khadijah, like, real talk, like, if you want a relationship, like, try this. Like, I heard this is, like, this new thing. Like, people are using Tinder. Um, now, like, you can, like, swipe right, swipe left. And this is, I want to say this is when, like, Tinder first came out. Like, it was this whole big wave. Um, and so I got on, I was like, shit, okay, like whatever. At the time I was, I felt like at the time I was in the space to date, I was like, cool. I wasn't thinking anything into it. Like I wasn't like in search of a relationship. I was like, cool. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't like, you know, I have no salt on my wounds. Like it's cool. Ended up, you know, making a connection, (laughs) ended up making a connection on there, um, to, A guy who, like, I'm still cool with, like, that's the thing about me. I'm cool with, like, all my exes almost. Um, I think, no, I think I'm cool with all of them. That's crazy. Um, fucking friendly. Um, but, yeah, so, ended up making a connection, and I remember the first time we met, and I used to think girls that went over dudes' houses was fucking crazy. Like, you had to be batshit crazy to go to somebody's house. Um, guess what? I did... I remember I used to work at a, um, a restaurant in Dedham. And so I remember, I don't know if I paid for the Uber or Lyft or he did. I want to say I did. Cause I was like, you know, Miss Independent. Um, <laughs> I can't. so I ended up paying for it, went to his house or whatever. And it was very nice. Like I was the, you know how you see the memes with the girls like on the edge of the bed or whatever. Like that was literally me. Um, very like, you know, Ooh, what's going on here? And had conversation, like we're talking, like, and he was really cool people. Like he was a nice guy. Um, ended up talking, chatting was still like eight feet away. <laughs> it was very nice. Didn't feel like pressure to do anything or whatever. Um, it did feel awkward cause it's like, yikes. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Oh my God, you're the person I see on my phone. And I remember it was so, like, when we first, you know, were talking, I was just like, yo, like, I was really scared that you weren't going to be <laughs> say you were or you weren't going to look like your pictures. And he was like, no, like, facts, like, I thought the same thing, too. So, you know, generally, like, we was just, like, talking, texting, chatting, and things like that gradually developed into a, ta-da, relationship. And that relationship was cool, I think. Um, when I look back on that relationship, I think that I've learned more about, I don't want to say my standards, but I learned more about like, Hey, this is what I want in a relationship. Like you need to come with this in order for me to provide you that. Right. Or in order for you to like get any connection 
as far as like a romantical connection or whatever, right? And and it's not to shade him in no way. I think that when we decided to break up, and I think we were on, we were like together for like a year, maybe two. Um, and I, I would be lying to you if I said like I didn't build connections, uh, a deep connection with him. Like he was... Um, a real, like he became like my friend almost. Right. And so it's weird because my past relationship, um, my high school relationship, that was like, we already had a friendship before we thought of each other in like a romantical sense. Right. Where this was a relationship where I'm like, we're building that friendship while building a romantical relationship. So it was like simultaneously occurring. Um, and for me, like when we decided, you know, when we split, I was just like, you know, it definitely hurt me. And I was definitely, and I think I underestimated the pain, um, of that relationship ending. Um, and I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm okay. But I was like, I, you know, I was very, it was a emotional thing for me. Um, because that was, and this was somebody who met my mom. Um, even though it was like a quick, like, Hey, what's up? But like, I don't let a lot of people meet my mom. Right. And I think out of the three, you know, out of, uh, matching sweaters in high school, uh, uh, relationship, um, and Tinder, like there was only two out of the three that really met my mom on like a, Hey, hi, Miss Correct type of energy. Um, and so I like, I, and I feel like I'm just now probably, I want to say, like, maybe just got over it. Maybe, like, two years ago. Like, not so long ago. This was back in... Oh, let me reach back in my mind. I want to say it has to be, like, at least five years by now. So, it took me a while to get over that relationship. I also felt like, damn, like, I can't... You know, I don't want to get close to nobody again. Because every time I get close, like, you know, I am... I don't want to say let down, but I'm always... I always suffer in the end, right? I'm always... I always end in pain. Um, And for me, like, y'all know, I'm a whole... When I say I'm a whole-ass Pisces, I'm a whole Pisces to the, like, to the 10th degree, okay? And when I say that, I mean that, like, I feel emotions, like, on another level. So you think your sad is like a five, my sad is like a 50, okay? I feel emotions very deeply. And I'm, you know, I try to like work on that. It's hard though. It's definitely hard to like tone down your emotions. Um, so for me, like it definitely took me a while to like make, to even want to make a connection with somebody else. Honestly, like let's call it what it is. Because for me, I felt like, wow, I thought that was great, <laughs> right? I thought we were good. I was not, you know, I was having the time of my life, you know, growing and flourishing. Thought Chulo was having the time of his life too. Um, and it ended up, and I couldn't even tell you why we, like, you know, like, broke up. But, like, I, I really deadass can't even tell you why we broke up. But what I can tell you is that from that relationship, I realized that I was not ready to date. I was just like, you know what? I was on my, I don't know who said this, this verse. I think it was, I think it was Drake. He was like, fuck love. I'm tired of trying. It was either Drake or Tiger. We'll figure it out. But I, that was really my energy and my vibe. I felt like, yo, like here's somebody who I thought like was my friend and also my like partner. Right. And I felt like just a lot of lack of clarity 
it also didn't help that like after we um separated that we were like still involved with like I don't want to say involved with each other, but we were still very present in each other's lives, which is like feedback to myself is like, take your space, take your time, right? Like you shouldn't be all up in each other's face after you break up. You know what I mean? Like you need to take that time and like separate yourself. And you know, once I took that time and I like really like, I was like, all right, cool. Like I detached myself, um, and kind of like started to do things, you know, on my own and, um, ended up being like, we unfollowed each other. I don't want to say, I, I don't believe I blocked him, but I unfollowed him on, you know, the platforms that I did have him on. Um, cause I also think like when you're fresh out of a relationship, you need to cut all that shit off. <laughs> you need to, because there's no way you can be involved with somebody or how can I say this? Yeah. There's no way you can be involved with somebody, right? Catch feelings or whatever. Then that situation's done. And you can still see them on social media and not feel no type of way. So for me, like that was the best decision I made was to, yeah, we're going to cut this. We're going to cut this here. Um, and it made it easier to move on and kind of get myself together. And I, I did that. Um, I was able to really reflect on myself of like, all right, cool. Why didn't this relationship work out? What did I do wrong? Um, and I'm going to tell you, it took me a minute to get to that point, right? I'm not going to make myself seem like the Dalai Lama and like, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh man, what did I do? I was the culprit. Nope. I was like, when we were like done, done and I like took him off, like all my social media and stuff, I was like, oh, it was F that nigga energy. Okay. It was niggas ain't shit. Like niggas will be out here having you look like boo boo the fool thinking you, you know, having you think everything's good. Like I was on that tangent. I had that moment. And I think it was therapeutic for me. <laughs> I think I needed to go through that. And obviously, like, you know, my friends were real supportive. They were like, yeah, fuck him. And it was just like, yep, that's I needed that at the time. And I was really able to, like, be like, yo, like, I went through that. But then I realized, like, yo, what is it that I'm doing? What did I, what did I contribute or not contribute to the relationship? And I will say that in a lot of ways, I feel, I felt like... I pushed too hard, right? I think I, in my mind, I've been raised and taught that, like, if you don't have a degree, a college degree, like, you know, life is like, mm, life is rough, right? You didn't make it in life unless you have a degree. And I wholeheartedly felt that at the time. Now I feel different. Now I feel like, you know, people are going on different journeys and and things like that that may not end with a like certificate or a degree. And also I've met people that have degrees and are stupid as hell. So it doesn't really equate to much, right? So I felt like I was pushy on that realm. I also felt like I was clingy. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I was clingy AF. I didn't... I wasn't excited or happy when he... Um, was like, yeah, I'm playing ball with my boys. It's like, well, shit. Like, I didn't know y'all niggas was part of the NBA. Like, y'all niggas is always balling up. And <laughs> I realized, like, after the fact that, like, no, any relationship, you need to have that healthy distance. You need to have your time. They need to have their time. And realizing that, like, yo, I was so almost like... And, this could be, I'm, I don't want to speak for him, but I could have been suffocating him, right? With wanting to be around him so much. And in my mind, like, 
that my love language is like spending time doing things together. Um, and so for me, like that was like, I, that was one of the ways you show me you love me is like just wanting to be around me. Right. And this is not to say like, we, we definitely spent time with each other. Right. But I don't think I understood the significance of, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Casey, like, you know, space, time, (laughs) distance. And, you know, those are the two things I thought of, you know, after the fact, after I went on my, you know, tangent and I realized like, yo, that's something that I need to work on. Like, I can't go into another relationship thinking that that's like with that same mentality, right? Like I need to keep that in mind. Like I can't push my ideals onto people, right? But also in that same breath, I also need to be with people that I don't have to push my standards or my ideals on them, if that makes sense. Like I need to be somebody where I have these standards. Now, if these standards are truly something that matter to me and are super important, I need to not negotiate on those standards, right? Like I, if you are a person that's like, nope, I need to be with a man who is making money. Now you, people can call it gold digging, but I don't think it's gold digging. I just need to know financially you're bringing something to the table and I, it's not just all me, okay? Wink, wink, I'm a teacher, so, you know, nigga, help me, <laughs> okay? Um, I also need to know that you're somebody that's not, you don't have kids. Like, yo, kids are, and I'm not anti-kids. I'll let you know that right now. But I feel like my logic behind dating someone with children is that there is going to be that peace that you can't provide that person, right? Like you've gone through your first child with someone else, right? You've gone through, um, the, the first, you know, born excitement, the pregnancy excitement, like, yes, like you can get excited again for another pregnancy, but it's not going to be the same. It's not gonna be the same energy. Also now you're connected with someone on a level that I'm not, that we're not at yet if we ever get there, right? And so, that, like, that's my thought process about that. Also, you got to be somebody that's like, and I think when I say bringing something to the table, I don't mean just financially, right? You got to be bringing something to the table in the sense of, I'm bringing my personality, twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> I'm bringing my personality, I'm bringing my work ethic, I'm bringing my dedication, I'm bringing my lessons from past relationships. Um, I'm bringing a lot on top of my, my teacher change, right? So I need you to bring a lot with your, maybe not teacher change, maybe a little, little chunk of something, right? Um, (laughs) you know, and so for me, like that was my, my Tinder experience, right? So after that relationship, after the Tinder relationship kind of like was deaded, um, I was mute. Like I was not on any platforms. I was really to myself and, you know, just not out here like that. Um, then realized like, yo, I, I actually do want a connection. I want to be with somebody in that way. Doesn't necessarily have to mean like we got to get married in like two months, but I want, I was like, I will, I will almost say like even desperate just for connection. Um, and so not, not only, did your girl get back on Tinder? I got back on Tinder. I got on Bumble. I got on Hinge. Because one of my friends, she she got her a doctor off Hinge. So I was like, oh, that's what we doing out here? I'm going on that. 
Um, I also was, um, later on in life was, uh, ended up on black. We already know one of the stories from black. Um, but yeah, I met, <laughs> I've met like people that have been very interesting and, um, realized that Tinder shifted from what it was when I first got on. So it became this thing where like people are just like, you know, thirsty for sex and like, that's like hookup kind of energy so that got deleted right away because I was like mm, that's actually not the energy I'm on well let me rephrase I had it for a little bit <laughs> then I deleted it um after you know I was just like yeah I'm good I'm good love but then I was on Bumble Bumble I'm not even gonna hold you Tinder is for hookups Bumble is for those of the white um uh, you know, uh, background or whatever you want to call that. I felt like if I was somebody that was not into black love, that would be a, a thing where I would thrive. But I'm, you know, I was just, yeah. Um, still had a bumble though, made, you know, conversations with people and it wasn't horrible. Um, but it just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling pulled in that direction. Um, Hinge. Hinge ended up being something where I was just like, I was meeting people, but I was not meeting people that I was just like, I want to get to know you in real life. <laughs> like I wasn't meeting people that I gave a damn about. Um, and they were kind of like, I don't want to say weird, but there was one guy who was just like, you know, will you be my queen? Or like, it was just, and I know like saying it now, it makes me sound like a spoiled brat, but it was just like, you know, when a guy's giving you weirdo energy and it was very much so weirdo energy. It was just like, huh? He was just like, I'll, you know, wash your feet. It was just weird. It was weird. It was weird. I was just like, no, I'm okay. Um, and so like my online presence ever since the like Tinder relationship was like trash. Like it was just not good. And I was just like, oh, hell no. And then I was on black and black was just, and it is sad because I had so much faith. I was like, word, now I can, I could find me a black king on black. Okay, say less. Go on there and I'm like, oh, you know, dude hit me up. Oh, you got a nice body. All right, I see you. Um, made some connections with some people like on like a friendship tip. Like, you know, we follow each other on Instagram and things like that. Um, but it was like, it was either I was finding friends, <laughs> people I'm like, you know what? You seem like a cool person, right? I don't know about dating you though. Or I would find like weirdos that were like, so when was the last time you had sex? It's like, huh? Excuse me? My name's Khadijah. What's your name? And I feel so like, not ashamed to say this, but it was very much so white refrigerator energy. I was just like, come on now. Like why, why we got to do this as a people? Why are we like this? Why? Hashtag, why are we like this? Now, I I tried, because I also feel like my friends were like, oh, Khadija, you're not even trying. Like, you're not even giving people a chance. You're forcing it. And I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I am forcing it. Maybe I'm being too picky. Whatever. Got you. Heard you. Say less. Maybe I need to take my height preference from 6'5 to 6, you know, 6 feet. Um, ended up finding some people that were lying about their height, but, you know, tried it anyway. We made connections or whatever. And there was one guy who I met who is a uh, para and worked in um, BPS. I think he still does work for BPS. 
BPS. Good Lord. Um, still have the retainers, y'all. <laughs> and seemed really nice, right? And I remember, dude, homeboy asked me, he was like, yeah, so what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, I teach. And he was like, oh, you got it really good right now because y'all are remote. And I was like, excuse me, say what? Like, good right now? I was like, no, I don't have it good. Like, my kids are not academically growing how they should be growing if we were in the building. Like, I went off, okay? And um, and half the kids wasn't even logged on. Like, this was a lot. And this is, I want to say this was last year. So, I was um, teaching for first grade and remote learning did, didn't look like what it looks like now. Where it's like, you know, we're all are prepared and we kind of all kind of know what we're doing. Um, and I just went off. I was just like, absolutely not. This is what we're not going to do. And I remember him being like, oh, well, I'm a para. And it's like, you know, basically the same thing. And I was like, ah, 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 ah. it is not the same thing. And I realized then I was just like, you, I got to be with somebody that respects me and my profession. Right. Cause I just felt like his energy and his vibe was very like, well, you don't do shit. Like the way he was talking to me and talking about like what I do is just like one, you like don't know what I do for work. Two, you go to you're in a public sector. I'm very much so private here, flip. Okay, I'm a charter school, like where we may we may be doing things differently. I don't wanna say that we're identical on how we're doing things. And it was just like his demeanor was just very you could tell that he was someone who was very much so, um, I don't know if it's sexist. I don't know if that's the right word, but he was just very, and then I even let that slide y'all. Right. So I let that slide and I was like, okay, whatever. And continue to talk to me and basically was just like, well, you know, women shouldn't work anyway. Like that kind of vibe. I don't know if that's sexist. I don't know what that is, but it's some type of ist. Um, and I was just like, okay, this is what we're not going to do. You, me, you and I are not in the same tax bracket. Okay. Uh, I'm not rich yet. Emphasis on yet, but I'm a little, we not, we not really seeing eye to eye for you to talk to me. Like we, we on the same, we on the same level. <laughs> That's what we not going to do. And I had to let him have it. But the way he was talking to me was like, he got a six figure salary and he, you know, owns half a copley. Like, I was just like, absolutely not. And so in that moment, I also realized, too, like, it's not enough for somebody to have a degree or have a job. Like, you need to know how to talk to women and be, like, respectable. Not respectable, respectful to women. And, like, his whole energy, I was just like, yeah, we're deleting this whole app. Because this is now the second person I met who was a para, who had the same kind of, like, gusto and kind of like energy like I you know they on some like I run stuff and it's just like no you don't like you don't even know me for you to talk to me in that way like I'm very much so like I like to give chances but what we're not finna do you know fool me once shame on shame on you fool me twice uh uh-uh you're not fooling me again period we're not doing that so that ended up being deaded And, you know, with all that, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to wipe my hands clean with (laughs) these online dating apps because it's white refrigerator vibes. Very much so white refrigerator energy. And if you don't know what that is, kind of read between the lines on that one. (laughs) But, yeah, I could say that, like, this is a time in which 
I also feel like I needed to check myself too and realize and figure out what is it that I want in a relationship? Like, what is it that I'm looking for in a relationship? Because I also felt like I'm out here seeking things that I don't think I'm going to find in a relationship because I think I want to find it in myself, right? This idea of needing to be with somebody simply for the sake of like having a person or having a body there was very much so my mindset. I realized like I didn't, and it's not to, I don't doubt that I wanted a connection with someone on like a romantical level, like a true real relationship. But I think my intentions or my reasonings for seeking it had to do with the idea of like, oh, you know, oh, I, yeah, Khadija got a boyfriend, you know, and not because I wanted to build that connection. And looking back, it's just like, I don't think I ever took time to really date myself. And I mentioned this before in a previous session, you versus you, but I really never really took the time to really truly date myself, understand myself as a person, as a woman, as uh, a daughter. Like I never really can tell you, like I could tell you my standards, right? But I can't tell you what I want in a person aside from like, yeah, I I want you to have a degree. I want you to be a good, you know, um, a decent person, like not be an asshole. I want you to like not have kids. I want you to, you know what I mean? Like there was very much so surface level things, right? And it was, I've recently discovered this too, is that you can't, I want, I want to be with somebody that has figured out their traumas. And what I mean by that is I want you to kind of like go through the grut and the work of like figuring out your trauma the impact of your trauma, how that trauma lives in your everyday life and like doing that grunt work. Um, so that when we, when me and you get together, I'm not reaping, I don't want to say the benefits, but I'm not reaping the bullshit that comes with, you know, someone having a trauma or traumas, right? Like I'm not now your personal punching bag because you haven't dealt with your bullshit essentially. Right. And I say this because I think in a lot of ways I perpetuated my trauma from a plethora of things, right? My trauma from, you know, my dad not being present, my trauma from uh, how I felt about myself physically and my appearance and things like that, right? So I was not secure in myself because of bullshit that I did not deal with. And so I'm being very intentional about the next interaction I have, the next relationship I have. It needs to be with somebody that understands that that shit's important. Working on your trauma, figuring out your bullshit, that's important to do aside from your partner. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that alone. You can definitely do that while being with someone, right? But I don't want to walk into a situation where you're still... It's very, I don't want to be walking on eggshells with somebody, right? I don't want to be somebody's personal punching bag. So I want to be with somebody that's good all around. And when I mean good, I'm not saying like, oh, great, you figured out your trauma. We can like walk through the fucking lilies together. Like, that's not what I want at all, right? I want, and this is not to say I don't, I don't expect to go into a relationship and someone be aware of their bullshit and be dealing with it and you know, the relationship's great. Like, like I said before, any relationship that you have, whether that's a friendship, 
uh, romantic relationship, any relationship you have, there's going to be those um, disagreements. You're going to have arguments. Like, it's not going to be perfect. So I'm not saying this in the in a, a sense to get at, like, I want to get close to a permanent relationship. Absolutely not. But I feel like we can avoid a lot of um, unnecessary arguments and also just, like, bad treatment of each other by checking ourselves, right? By saying, you know what, that's that's my trauma talking. Like, realistically, like, that's my trauma talking and has me coming to you, this stepping to you in a way that I don't want to step to you, if that makes sense. And I... I, I realize that, you know, it's important to date and, and seek love when you are at your best and when you know who you are inside and out. Like you need to know yourself like the back of your hand so that you can then almost teach somebody your language or the language or the ology of you. Right? There's no way you can teach someone your love language. You can teach someone your tics. You can teach someone your um, the great things about you, right? If you don't know yourself in its entirety. So I'm currently at this stage where I'm, I'm dating myself. I am making sure that I am putting myself first. And like I said before, I, you know, I know in me putting myself first, and me doing things for myself, it's going to piss people off, right? Because for a plethora, there's a plethora, plethora of reasons why, right? The people can't benefit. Not everybody can benefit from the new you. So those people who can't benefit from the new you, they're going to be bugged and bothered by that, right? You're now denying access where people had unlimited access. You're now denying that access. You're now saying, actually, I'm cutting the supply off. We're not doing this no more. Um, and finally supplying yourself with the nutrients and love and like sunshine that you need. And this is something that I am truly like, I'm not finna sit here and tell you it's easy. I've done things to really make myself feel like, nah, you important. Like you are the number one person in your life. You are the person that you need to take care of. And it's... It really is something where it's like you start off small. So something that really has like shifted my energy about myself is writing. So I journal um, every night. So I try to do it in the morning if I can, but I journal and I give myself prompts that really push me to think about um, my past and the impacts of my past and like my involvement in that, other people's involvement in that. And really just, it, it forces me to be super reflective of, yes, other people's influence in my life, but really my actions, my influence, where I lack, where I'm not going back, where I'm moving forward, kind of an energy. And I'm taking a huge step and I'm doing a solo trip by myself for the first time. I'm petrified. I'm scared. I've never traveled alone. Um... But I, and I'm treat like, like I said, y'all, I am treating myself, okay? And I'm really, I want to make myself feel important. I want to court myself the way I would expect someone to court me, if that makes sense. So when I get with somebody, because I will, okay, they, the expectations are high. And it's also like, oh, well, I did it. 
for myself. So if you can't do this, you know, then I, we can find somebody else. We can, we can head out. But my, my idea or my energy towards that is like, if I could do this for myself, then I, there's no way I can expect less from somebody else. And with all that being said, I think this is the perfect time to let y'all know um, there will not be a session dropping next week. Tear, tear. I think, like I said, like I'm dating myself and I think taking time to be fully enthralled in venturing out and experiencing in a new place, a new location where I don't have the pressure to feel like, oh, I have to record this session or I have to take time away from my exploration to give you guys a session. Um, and I also want to make sure that I'm giving you guys quality sessions and I'm not just pumping out, you know, stuff to pump out. Um, I take a lot of time in my sessions and I think a lot about what I'm going to say that my talking points. And so just know like, yes, there's not going to be a session next week, but on the flip side of it, that gives you opportunity to not listen to one, not listen to two, not listen to three, but you could catch up on all five of my sessions. And if you were a teammate that just joined the wave and you just like, a, you know, catching on to the energy we got going on here at Data Talk, well, then you have a whole week to like really just sit back, relax and listen to all the sessions. And just know when I come back from this trip, like the energy I'm giving y'all, mm is going to be worth the wait. I promise y'all. Um, but yeah, but before we close out, I have the quote of the day. Because the person worth falling in love with is not one you have to dance around until you finally see it safe. It's not the person who leaves you wondering where you stand or where you'll be. It's not the person who tells you that the timing is wrong. It's not the person who is still eager to see what else might be out there. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our fifth session. Yes, our fifth. We have been getting busy with these sessions. So, like I said before, if you have not done so already, catch up on the other sessions. I really honestly do appreciate all the plays and all the listens I've been getting. Loving the feedback, loving the love y'all been sending me, um, whether that's via social media, in person, text, phone. I love it and appreciate it all. I hope you all have a blessed week. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Um, And yeah. And if you don't have a Valentine, be your own Valentine. Till next time.